Hello, and welcome to the Relove Podcast. I'm Dr. Ezzy Spencer, best-selling author and coach, and I believe that love is the language of the universe. I believe we're here to dissolve flocks to love. And this podcast is for those of us who wish to open our hearts to love even more. Hi, loves. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm really excited today to talk about sober dating, because this is a topic that is very much at the moment. I have so many clients who are dipping their toes back into the dating pool after a period of introspection in recent times, which I think we've all been on. Um, But what tends to characterize my client's introspective journey is oftentimes a catalyst or an initiation, which has triggered a healing journey a spiritual dimension to that journey in many cases, a personal development, exploration of, of growth and transformation where all aspects of their life have come up for a review and they're looking at their relationship with themselves, relationship with others, relationship with substances. And in this particular episode, we'll be diving into looking at the most socially acceptable substance, alcohol, which is so woven into the ways of relating and socializing and dating and and being in the in the modern western world and so this episode might be useful for you if you are reconfiguring your relationship with alcohol at the moment whether you're making a commitment for sobriety for a period of time or you want to be drinking less or if you're just curious about drinking less and you have questions around what that might look like or what are the benefits or are the costs of this going to outweigh the benefits can I actually meet someone and how would I meet someone? What would it look like to date when I'm not relying upon that uh, very um, normal and understandable crutch or self-medication of alcohol? And I, you know, I totally get it. There's really good reasons why we drink and particularly going through the dating process, right? It's an extremely vulnerable time when we're opening ourselves up to be seen and connected with, um, to allow for a genuine connection with others. There's a real vulnerability in that when you're doing that in a romantic, intimate setting with someone who you really like, it's going to bring all of your worries and doubts and insecurities up to the surface. Everything that's extremely human, um, up to the surface, including all of the deeper wounds and triggers that we all have as uh, as humans who have loved and humans who've had our heart broken and humans who hurt and how things might uh, reveal themselves to still be a little bit painful under the scar, right? You know, and we, we come into the process of, of connecting and wanting to be chosen and wanting to be loved and wanting to be, you know, thought as the most sort of, you know, witty or desirable or beautiful um, person. And, you know, all of these types of things rear their heads as we go through the dating process. So, of course, we want to take the edge off. Of course, we want to dial up our courage, you know, and confidence using whatever we can, right? And so, 
we all have so many ways of abstracting ourselves out of the experience of simply being with ourselves as we start to get into these moments of vulnerability and intimacy and 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 in order for real genuine heart connection to occur like we do need to be vulnerable um and and alcohol is just such an easy go-to so what happens then if you don't have that access to that easy go-to I'm going to talk about this a little bit in this episode I'll talk about a lot in this episode this is what this episode is all about I'm going to touch on why it is actually a really cool thing to be dating while sober or not drinking as much as you are used to by the way this is not going to be an episode about um, proselytizing sobriety. I personally don't drink and haven't drunk for nearly 10 years. And I'll share a little bit about my personal story in this episode to the extent that that's going to be interesting or or relevant or helpful. Um, but it's not to say, Hey, don't drink or drinking is bad or anything along those lines. I trust of course that you are an empowered adult that knows what's best for you and you can make choices which are in alignment with your highest interests and your goals and your desires and and your objectives so please don't construe anything that I'm saying here as to what it is that you should be doing although I can certainly speak from a personal perspective about some of the benefits in being sober it's a choice I've made for myself and I'm really happy uh, with that choice. I will, of course, also just put a little caveat in here as well, that if you do struggle with addiction or alcoholism, then of course, I invite you to seek professional support and find a protocol that's going to be most conducive and supportive for you. So please do listen to lines like I just said, which is that have a drink if you want to have a drink or make you know your own choices about drinking or whatever. I trust that you'll be able to interpret that through a lens which is going to be most applicable to you given your personal situation. I'm also going to talk in this episode about what it might actually look like, <laughs> some ideas around sober dating and some things to keep in mind as well. So the first point that I want to make here is that it's absolutely possible to be dating whilst sober. And it might seem like such an obvious point to make, but I have so many clients who come to me with, I'll be honest, stories around the fact that everybody drinks or it's only possible to find love when you're drunk. It's only possible to open up or for them to open up when they've had some Dutch courage or where they've had a couple of drinks. And so I just really want to open then with this potential or possibility for you, if this is you, if this is the way that you're thinking, whether in your romantic life or I'll be honest, you know, in your social life as well, is that it's absolutely possible to be sober, to not drink, to have fun and to find other people to have fun with, right? There's plenty of people out there who don't drink, you know, whether they be potential playmates or friends and whether they, you know, be people that you might be interested in exploring a romantic partnership with. I have over the last 10 years attracted so many extraordinary people in so many different countries and so many different walks of life who do not rely on 
alcohol as the wheel through which to, you know, lube up their social and romantic interactions. So if someone had told me this when I was in my 20s, and let me tell you, when I was in my 20s, I was in Australia and I was working as a human rights lawyer. It was a totally different life. I was working hard and I tell you what, I was playing hard. And if you know anything about Australia and you know anything about the law, you'll know that these are a particular, um, I guess, uh, <laughs> areas of the world and areas of life where you will find people that drink very, very heavily. And so it never occurred to me that there might be people out there who didn't drink um, as part of the normal uh, interactive experience because I was simply surrounded by it all the time. So it was only when I actually stopped drinking, it was actually after I stopped drinking that I started to discover so many incredible worlds, so many amazing people who did not drink or did not drink heavily, or did not rely on other substances as well to have fun, or to engage socially, or get to know you, like romantically or sexually. I was like, wow, if only I knew. So if you are wondering about that, know that there are so, so many people out here. And I think that out here, out here in this, in this land, um, and, um, and I think that there has been a growing global trend and curiosity around sobriety. So I think there's probably more people now than ever before who aren't as reliant on alcohol. And of course, there are still worlds that are completely and absolutely reliant upon alcohol. And so invitation is just to open up to the possibility that you may make a transition um, from some of those environments, um, some of those worlds. There might be, and you know, I'll be really honest that some of your social circles may change, like some of your relationships may change um, and there may be a transitional period and invitation is, is to keep the faith, keep the hope that there's going to be so many amazing people out there for you. And if you hold that with levity and with joy and with, but of course, like obviously, then you're going to have a better chance at being able to find these people than staying in the story of well, you know, oh, it's so hard for me, or this is a cross I have to bear, you know, not drinking, I'll never find anyone, I've really narrowed the aperture in terms of potentials and, you know, that type of thing. So invitation is to step into that expansion and abundance and possibility. You know, other thing is that, because <laughs> it's been quite a long time now since I haven't drunk alcohol, and my um, my life has expanded exponentially since I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, so there'll be people that I meet who years down the track after knowing me now might like offer me a glass of wine and I'll be like, oh no, I don't drink. And it's just not a thing for me, you know, it's just not a big deal. So there's just uh, oftentimes, oh wow, I never noticed that, which I think in and of itself is a marker of how easy and natural it can actually be to not drink alcohol. Once you're deeply um, 
resolved inside of yourself that it's a choice that you want to make, right? And um, I'll just tell you briefly, when I stopped drinking alcohol, I actually did so because I had been to a Vipassana retreat, so a 10-day silent meditation about 11 years ago. And you'll notice that I've said I stopped drinking 10 years ago. So there was a year in between. And after the meditation retreat, immediately after the meditation retreat, I could sense that something had fundamentally changed in my biology. Um, I could sense that my body was different. I felt different. My patterns changed. I started sleeping differently. I started eating differently. And I started to feel sick after I drank alcohol. My body literally started to reject it. And so I persevered though for a full year. So for a full year, I disregarded my body's signs. <laughs> partly because I didn't know how I would be or survive in the world without alcohol. I thought I would have no friends and I thought I would have no fun. Um, and I thought, you know, I would never be with anybody else again. Um, I was single at the time, I think, um, or yeah, no, I think I was single at the time that I did that retreat and I, I wasn't in a serious relationship anyway. Let's put it that way. Um, I was, uh, so deeply embedded in my old story that it did take a full year of disregarding my body signs, forcing myself to drink and feeling sick until I stopped drinking. And then from that place, everything started to shift very, very, very quickly. And it wasn't that I made a lay down decision that I will never drink alcohol again in my life. In fact, I've never made that decision to this day. I've never made that decision. But I did make the decision to listen to what was right for me. And in my personal situation, my body was telling me that it wasn't right for me to continue to drink. So the minute that I listened to what was right for me and I made a choice which was in alignment with my, you know, myself, my heart, my body, my temple, was the minute that everything shifted for me. In fact, I ended up meeting my next partner, a really amazing man, also sober, less than two weeks later. So next point, the benefits, the benefits of not drinking, um, particularly in the dating context, is that you're going to be much more present. And so uh, <laughs> why is this relevant for dating? I mean, yes, you're going to feel awkward. Um, and I got to say, I think that's a really good thing. If you're feeling really connected with, in touch with your feelings, even if those are feelings of shyness or embarrassment or like eek, <laughs> worry or fear or doubt, all those kind of things, you're just in touch with your humanness. And it's an opportunity for you to really hold yourself in all of this, which then is a portal for greater vulnerability, connection, and love. And so just being really honest about the fact that you're feeling weird, stating it like, oh my God, I feel shy. I feel nervous. I feel this can in and of itself be a real opener. Um, so when you're drinking, sure, you might be taking the edge off some of those more intense or icky feelings and you might get that courage and confidence, you know, that comes with, um, you know, comes with Dutch courage and, and alcohol, but you're also numbing out the really good stuff as well. And the, the relove method 
is very much around being in our bodies. So it's being really embodied, being really present with everything that's going on so that we're super connected with our own inner knowing, our own feminine instincts. And so you'll have a deeper connection with yourself and a direct line to yourself and your own inner knowing where you'll be able to very easily pick up the red flags. Yes, but then also the green flags. Um, And then on a deeper level, you will have a connection with some of those bigger questions of compatibility. And so um, there's a whole process that I lead uh, my re-lovers through in connecting in with their love blueprint and there's key cards and there's opal keys and gemstone keys and ruby keys and rose quartz keys. There's a whole beautiful magical system that we work with. And so when you are sober, when you're really alive and connected with yourself, then you're able to clock in very quickly as to whether, you know, there is alignment or compatibility between you and the person that you're getting to know. So that you're not wasting your time, not wasting your energy, you know, not getting into some fantasy, but you're staying really dialed into yourself, to all of your emotions and to whether this person is a match or a potential fit or someone at least that you want to continue to open up to and get to know over time without the the blurring of the vision that can come with alcohol. So it's just really, really, really fun and also important when you're dating in a much more intentional way to be more tuned into yourself in that way, right? Now, in terms of actual dates, uh, this is a real um, creative catalyzer, right? To be dating while you're sober. And hey, if you're really early on in your sober journey, if you feel like there's a risk that you could get turned if someone else is having a drink um, and you personally have made a choice to like not lean into alcohol in the dates, what I recommend is that you do something where you're both sober. So when you're at a, um, a, a level with all of this, when this is very natural, where you're feeling really deeply anchored in your, you know, sobriety or decision not to drink, if that's what you choose to do over the longer term, then you can date easily other people and be around other people who are drinking and not be affected by it or not be feeling like you want to be drawn into it. Um, But if you are feeling like you could go either way or you could be swayed, or again, if you struggle with addiction and you have some deeper set, um, you know, deeply or more deeply rooted issues that you have and you're alive to those, then I do recommend that you do stay totally sober and that you do um, ask your date to stay sober or you do, you know, pick a, a date in which there's just not going to be alcohol involved, right? And again, coming down to the benefit of this is that it gives you this opportunity to be creative with the way that you get to know someone. So rather than going to a bar and having a drink and being a bit of a muggle about it, you know, the invitation here is to really tune in to what types of things are actually interesting to you right here, 
right now? Like what are some things that are important to you or which are in alignment with your values, which you can share and experiment with and get to know someone in a more sort of fluid or interesting or organic way? So for example, if adventure is one of your values, then pick something that's a little bit more activity-based or a little bit more adventurous, you know, in terms of your first date or later dates. And of course, choose something which is going to also have you feel like safe and confident and secure. So, you know, if you're just meeting someone off a dating app for the very first time, like going on a um, out-of-town car ride or hike out into the bush might not be, you know, the smartest choice, even though it might be in alignment with your value of adventure, you know, you might want to just pick something like, you know, going down and meeting at the local park and throwing a frisbee around or something like that, you know, which is going to, you know, also make you feel like you have an out if you want one and that you're not going to be putting yourself into a weird situation, right? So again, I'm going to trust you to be able to adapt this to your personal circumstance and needs. But invitation here is to tune in to what are the kind of things that are actually interesting to you and think a little bit laterally about it all. So for example, if you are a really spiritual, um, cosmic kind of person, then are there ways that you could, um, you know, meet on the beach and have a little ritual under the full moon? And by the way, even if you are a spiritual woman who's interested in men, do not underestimate the likelihood of a masculine man still being very excited about coming down to the beach and being involved with you in your, you know, with your crystals and with your robes and with your oracle cards. The point is, is that you want to be really excited and interested and connected with and engaged with it, right? Like whatever it is that has you being genuinely lit up is going to be exciting, you know, for your potential date. And here's the thing, Like if they're genuinely not excited or if they think that's stupid or if they're dating, um, if they think, you know, or they're judging you for wanting to do something that is not involving alcohol, then obviously that person is not a match for you. Like that's really great intel right out of the gate and you haven't wasted any time. Like it is not your job to try to get the other person up to speed. There are plenty of incredible people out there, you know, whether or not they're already sober themselves, but plenty of incredible people out there who are, you know, willing to approach life with, you know, curiosity and openness and engagement and all of the kind of qualities uh, that you want to be, you know, looking for in an equal partner, right? And so, you know, you can, again, use this as a pretty good filtering mechanism to want to do a first uh, date as a sober date or an adventure date. You know, you can just go for, a, you know, a walk down some pretty city streets. You can go for a walk in the park. You can go to a museum or an art gallery if you're really interested in uh, arts and culture. You know, you can um, even grab some kombucha if, if that's, you know, a substitute um, that you're using for alcohol and you can have a picnic outside, um, you know, 
know, there's plenty of things that that you can do. You can go and um, do an art class or a cooking class. Again, something which is going to give you a little bit of insight into this other person. Like, how do they play? You know, how do they get um, engaged with what is in front of them at any one time? So this just gives you the opportunity to step into this infinite potential of possibility and play together and you might just be surprised at what may well eventuate as a result of of, of getting together and experiencing each other as humans um, without alcohol. So to recap, it is totally possible to date sober and have a great time. In fact, I think that you will have an amplification and an acceleration of an experience of of connection and vulnerability if you do go uh, into the dating process sober. And when you do open up that vulnerability or if you do open up that creativity, then you have got so much um, of a portal for growth and a, a portal for, for, for a really amazing um, chance for a really joyful um, and playful and you know, equal and growth oriented connection. So invitation is to give it a go if you're feeling it and do it whilst you're, you know, being really lighthearted about it all. And let me know how this goes for you, because I'm really curious to hear if you put things into practice from this episode or if you've had an insight I would really love to to hear about it. And if you'd love to join a space with brilliant magical women who want to create love, then know that this is one of, you know, many, many, many topics of belly you know, brush the the tip of the iceberg of the kind of questions um, and experiences that that come up through the um, through the experience of the relovers, and I am opening up that space for a really fun, juicy group container experience at the full moon at the end of May. So do come on over to ezzyspencer.com and find out a little bit about that if you're feeling some of the soul pin. And thank you again for being here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Head on over now to ezzyspencer.com to do my free quiz to find out where exactly you're blocked on the relove wheel. And I will email you a free love potion so you can dissolve that block. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm Ezzy Spencer, and you'll often find me riffing on my Insta stories about all things love. So please do come and say hi because I love to connect with you. If you are interested in working together, make sure you keep an eye on the emails for the next enrollment of the Relove program, which is a really juicy, delicious group experience where we go into the magical cauldron together, um, building a beautiful foundation of self-worth and welcoming in real love. You can also drop me a note on the contact form over ezzyspencer.com if you're interested in private work as well. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you all the love.